Welcome to the Thrifty Titans podcast, your ultimate destination for razor sharp brand building and media insights. We bring you the wisdom of the most badass founders, media mavericks, indie hackers and content creators in the whole wide world and help you grow your business and your audience without losing your mind or breaking the bank. Join the ranks of the Thrifty Titans and together Let's build something extraordinary. Welcome to the You Incorporated podcast with me, Sekhat. On this week's show, I have the pleasure of being joined by Christina, aka Potato Face. She is one of my favorite illustrators, animators, content creators on Instagram. She has a crazy following of around 730k. And her content really covers a very broad genre ranging from purely comedy videos to ones where she's really dialing back the clock on some slice of life content. And like most Indian kids, Krishina has memories of visiting her grandparents and getting little gifts. And that's often the kind of content that she puts out. It's a vehicle for nostalgia for most 90s kids or anybody who's ever been a kid really check out Christina's content and it's amazing to have her on the show and really get to the depth of how she goes about creating content that's just so relatable welcome to the show Christina I cannot imagine such a sweet little intro for me (laughs) I was blushing the entire time and thank you you're so kind to say such kind words I really appreciate it how did Potato Face really come about? What's the origin story there? It is such a funny story, actually. It was completely unintentional, actually. I remember mm-hmm. I wanted to make animated videos for YouTube. And that was my goal. Mm-hmm. I did not want to come on Instagram. It was just all about YouTube. And when I started to make long-form videos, because those work mm-hmm. really well on YouTube. And at that time, YouTube shorts was not a thing. So I made these long form videos that took me around a month, month and a half to create a seven minute video. And once I put my first video, I realized, man, this is going to take a lot of effort if I'm doing it myself and a lot of time as well. So that's when I realized, let's try Instagram Reels. Maybe let's just put a 30 second video on there and see how it works. And that was my Das Rupai video. I put that out. My God. And it blew up within a month. And I cannot imagine, I I still think of that time and it gives me goosebumps because it was just, I woke up one morning and I had 300k more followers. And it was my personal page. That was my first art content on my page. It was so funny. And that's when it struck me like, okay, I can do short form videos, make many of them, be consistent in posting. And that's how I started Potato Face. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But take me through what was running on your mind when you created Dasturpede Because I'm sure not every illustrator would have come up with a concept that was so silly but yet so relatable. Honestly, I think at that point of time, I was trying to experiment with as many types of ideas, like content ideas as I could. And for YouTube, actually, mm-hmm. and I went into story time animation. But because not everybody okay. is going to enjoy my story. So I was like, what else can I do that people would enjoy? 
and I found this this audio on Reels. And I was just scrolling, and I found this, and I'm like, how about I just animate this? Because nobody else is doing that. Right. Everybody. I don't yeah. think at that point of time, a lot of people were doing animation on Instagram. On YouTube, yes, a lot of artists were there. But I was like, let's yeah. just animate this and put my twist to it. See if it works. And just for fun, honestly, just for fun. And mm-hmm. I started, and I guess it took me around three, four days to finish that thirty second. I guess it was thirty second of a video, and I put it out. Yeah. That's pretty much the origin story of the Srupadi Tuture. Just an experiment, you'd say. It was fun. Did that amount of virality change anything for you as an artist? It changed my life. <laughs> it changed every single damn thing. And honestly, I cannot imagine how that unraveled in a couple of days. It was just like blew up, and Netflix reaching out right. to. And Amazon India reaching out to me like on my f- after my first video that was out, mm-hmm. it was insane mm-hmm. because I think also because it was new at that time, brands also wanted to see and experiment with that kind of content for their page as well. It gave me the exposure right. that I cannot imagine would that any other video would do because it reached like ninety million views. It might have reached so many other brands, and my emails were flooded. Agencies were reaching out to me. I wanted to be associated with them. So yeah, overnight it was a massive change for me, and that kind of gave me the boost as well that I need to take mm-hmm. this up seriously and maybe work towards building it up and see where it goes. And yeah, that kind of gave me that boost. Yeah. Can you still? put your finger on what made this rupaye turture viral because i think creators around the world we are always chasing virality right personally i think a lot of people saw themselves in the kid and they saw how mm-hmm. real and how innocent kids are and the way they speak and they related themselves to it and of course mm-hmm. it was funny right the expressions of the shopkeeper to not understanding what the kid is trying to say and that funny mm. element to something nostalgic kind of i think made it viral is what i think and one other thing mm. like, like i already mentioned a couple of times that nobody was doing that so it was like a fresh yeah. view of content and everybody was like oh my god what is this and that kind of blew it up but uh, yeah very grateful that it did <laughs> <laughs> but after dastrupade torture did you start experimenting with styles or did the virality lock in the style for you actually i have been an artist even before like i have had an instagram page that had around 50 mm-hmm. followers i used to make comics like couple comics since i started dating sagar i started making cute comics around our relationship and that's mm-hmm. a completely different story that page still exists on instagram that's where wow. my art style started to develop so all i did was just refine it a little more of course after a year of doing comics i started refining my art style and then i put up the turture video and that style stuck right. with me i was like yes i'm all about the cartoony googly eyes the funny yeah. expressions and um, the shadowing the coloring i'm all about it and that's how i kept refining it from there learning because i'm self taught 
so everything has been a learning learning curve for me since the very beginning sure what were your inspirations when you came up with this style it is still evolving yes because honestly i don't want to stop i want to keep evolving that right. is i guess the uh, that is the main essence of being an artist you don't want to stop at mm. one point but i think the art style came up with a funny story actually a lot of people keep telling me that i have a really round face and i have no jawline and it's literally all this round so i all i was often okay. making making characters having round face and then i looked at right. my childhood i'm so sorry i looked at my childhood pictures as well my eyes used mm-hmm. to be bigger than my face it used to look like really big for my face and my relatives my mom my dad would always tell me how round and big my eyes were for my face i was like if i'm making wow. a character i would really want it to be an image of what i think i would be in the cartoon world and that's how i started creating these big round eyes and a round face and a small kid body like the chibi animation it's like the chibi art style i got inspired from there and tried to evolve it from there got it the name potato face just was it something that was like an insider's joke within friends or, or it just came up <laughs> it is not a very thought out name it is just because i look like a potato and that's how i named it <laughs> literally because a lot of people send me dms like hey why do you name yourself potato face what's the story behind it and stuff like that i always considered my face to be like round <laughs> so potato i don't know why and i used to be like a big ass couch potato so i was like potato face nice. interesting potato and that's how i named myself <laughs> no lengthy story just something that came to my mind one day and this was like way before when i started my instagram page like my personal instagram so it was not because i was having an animated page that was going to be launched it was literally right. what i thought of my username when i first started instagram what's your content creation process how do you decide if this is material that you could put out and what's your creative process currently what i do is every time that i'm traveling say or i'm just sitting on the couch watching a series or something and an idea strikes i write it down first of all hmm. most of the ideas come back from my childhood like of course i'm a hardcore 90s kid and i've lived the most right. indian life an indian would live i'm from a middle class family right. i have been to the village to meet my grandparents i have lived in a town with my family moved to the city all the indian experiences right. one an indian would have and that's right. what i draw inspiration from heavily from my childhood maybe my experiences my memories with my grandparents maybe my memories with my parents as well sometimes i just call my mom mm. and i strike up a conversation back from my childhood and we discuss and then it's oh yeah i can make this animation i can put it out right. there if people relate to it and of course it's an every 90s kids life so people are going to love it because everybody has had those mm. small moments in their life so yeah i it it comes a lot from my childhood like heavily <laughs> so you go more relatable and more universal by going more personal yes there are far more very personalized ideas just for me and my life of course not everybody are going to relate to that 
but sometimes mm. when i'm short of ideas i put that out there as well mm. because maybe 10 out of maybe sorry 5 out of 10 people would relate maybe the other 5 would not right. and that's fine as long as people have similar experiences i'm not too sure if you've seen the video on my page where you know at night when it gets too hot you just keep your hand on the cold wall and that makes yeah. you so cold yeah because not yeah. the kind of experience everyone has people have air cons in their right. house and not everybody are going to stick their hands to the wall to get that moments of uh, chills but that's my yeah. personal very personal experience and i see a lot of people it has i guess 900k views which makes me feel really good because there are people out there weird as me who are doing these things when it gets really hot <laughs> that's amazing uh, has it ever struck you now with all of the success that's come and you have uh, presently way more than 730k you have 735k followers currently that ev- with every video you are trying to land a uh, 10 rupees the turturan and what does it do-, do to the artist yes and no of course when i put out content on my page i the first thing is mm-hmm. my priority is people enjoying my work always right and maybe be working with brands when i try to because brands come with their own ideas and sometimes it's not in line with what you do and what your followers right. enjoy it's always the right. you know, struggle of finding the mid ground with them to see what works best for them and best for me and that marriage is important but i think it's definitely changed the kind of content i make first i used to just make content for views because i was like oh my god this is something people will surely enjoy and this is something right. brands will be attracted to and come to me for but now right. it is how social media really affects your mental health right at one point of time you are like you need to make something that you know is for the artist in you and not for people at one point of time and that's when i started right. the nostalgic series as well and i started i'm not to show sure if you've seen the tales of chiku uh yes so that's how i was like i have to make a bunch of content that is for people to enjoy and i have to make content that is going to satisfy me as an artist that is going to keep my right. art alive so that's how i tried to balance right. and work a way that i get work i keep people happy and i keep myself motivated to work as well it's a it's very hard <laughs> it's like i'm talking mm-hmm. right now as if it's a piece of cake but no at times you're doubting everything you're doing and it's a process mm-hmm. but i think eventually you keep learning <laughs> you keep learning as you go and that's what has been happening with me we have been speaking about how to create content for brands that that doesn't put the brand in your face mm-hmm. and this is a parallel conversation as a creator i have had with so many of my friends who are creators about the brand manager again not profiling anybody here but the brand manager saying by the way looks very nice but your logo 20% bada ho sakta hai kya and we have we have this amazing clip of the chief marketing officer of oml tushar going if a brand manager comes and says logo bada kar do we as a company decide we will not work with the brand so 
how do you strike that chord because at some level they'd want to feel that they are on the hot seat and as a creator you would want to also guide them because you know your audience best yeah so how do you navigate that with brands first of all i understand the fact that they do because they are paying me to promote their brand so they would want as much as visibility or understanding for the audience that hey this is the brand and you need to maybe get on board with it but at times of course when i say that whenever i create content i want it to be as i want my audience to enjoy it right so the coming to terms with the brand that what should be set long a 20% bigger logo or do you want to lose on 20k views we need right. to understand that we need to make sure the brand also knows that this might affect this adversely even after right. that they choose to because of course they have their mandates as well like they have higher authorities who have other expectations from the collaborations they've been doing with artists even after that they want it right. to happen then they want it to happen that is something i need to accept one other thing right. i realized with working with brands all the brands that i've worked with have never really pushed me to do heavy marketing if of course if i'm trying to review a brand product that itself right. is set up about that product so it's going to be heavily branded right but say for example i right. work with costa coffee they found that right. my page is about nostalgia and they were like you do it you come up with your ideas they wanted their they had a management that wanted me to be in line with the theme they're going with but i kind of explained it to them that what kind of videos will work best and they trusted the process that's you have to be as transparent as possible with the brand so if you want this might happen you give them all the right. outcomes possible outcomes and the ball is in their court and they would be like i would rather have 20k more views instead we can compromise a little on that end and that kind of brings you on a mid ground where you can make it work for your page and for the brand as well and that's how i think got it got it coffee collabs so worked really well because they really gave me those the creative freedom to do what i wanted to do and if you see in those videos you will see a costa coffee cup in all of the videos yeah so it is there yeah. but it is not in your eyes and that's right the reason that those videos being brand collabs crossed like 2 million views and i think it's nice that brands are also evolving i really appreciate that as well a lot of brands are has it got better with dealing with marketers has it got better in terms of how much visibility they want for the brand or are marketers still playing catch up in terms of integration brand integration with content my personal experience it has gotten way better as compared to how it was mm-hmm. before because if you go to see my old brand videos right they are heavily branded like they are maybe i'm right. trying to promote an offer and it is like literally a ad you would see on the tv so it's not yeah as organic as i wanted it to be but now if you go to see a lot of content the video that i made with naturals as well naturals ice cream all of them right mm-hmm. super organic to my content and it also is because of the agency that i am with as well they are driven and they want the brand to understand where christina and where potato face is coming from and what the content was yeah. is coming from and they want the marriage to be as good as possible as peaceful as possible so i think right we have 
I as an artist and my agency has also evolved in understanding and accepting. So has the brand mm. evolved in trying to give that liberty. So in my case, this has been the story, but I'm not too sure if that's the case with all of them. But yeah, for me, this has been good. <laughs> Touch wood. Good. I'm not. Got I'm it. not doing juicy stories. That makes me realize. Like I've had <laughs> straight curve uh, experience here. No ups and downs. <laughs> so funny. But that's okay. That's this is not. Time. This is not republic. We are not looking for breaking news <laughs> here anyway. So that's all. The nation wants to know. The nation. It's okay. The nation is fine here. <laughs> <laughs> the nation is fine with Manila. <laughs> the nation is fine with vanilla <laughs> but the other thing that i really wanted to ask you was there's something that has been a bit of a trend in terms of the new age digital creators they really have their eye on success metrics which is either youtube stats or insta stats so how keyed in are you to the metrics do you track any metrics this question kind of makes me laugh <laughs> giggle actually mm-hmm. Because if I compare myself, if you would ask Christina a year ago, I would be all about the numbers. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm always like tracking how many followers are dropping, how many followers are increasing, where the graph goes down, and mm. the engagement on my reels and likes and everything. All that Instagram jazz. But that yeah. is so damaging for my mental health. Is what I realized eventually. Because yes, numbers are going to drop when you're not going to have. the kind of videos that people would love yes a uh, lot of right. people are going to unfollow you thinking that hey i'm yeah. not interested in her work anymore and checking yeah. those and you're trying to make yourself you you're literally showing yourself that hey you're not doing great because you're looking at the numbers right you're making those numbers really tell you that the work you're putting out is mediocre and the work you're putting out is not up to the mark which is so damaging yeah. to your creative self because then you are getting into a creative rut you are like hey what am i supposed to do i am i supposed to feed my artist or am i supposed to feed the audience that is looking that is watching my videos yeah so i just yeah. stop i'm and and it's still of course in process right i'm not 100% there yet like i don't give a damn about the numbers but it is a process of letting go and what i do right now is i try to compare my past work with my present because that is something that makes me feel really good the numbers aren't doing that <laughs> so i'm just going right. to go to a metric that makes me feel good about what i'm doing so i have grown so much in terms of my art style the techniques i use the type of storytelling i do it has drastically changed from a year and a half ago and i am well very proud of myself for that and i think that is mm. the thing people need to weigh instead of looking at numbers because man numbers are really going to bring you down one day they're going to be great and you're going to be on top of the mountain and the next day you're in the dumps because it's dropping right. and that really affects you as a creative so much so i think i need to focus more on the metrics of how my work is evolving and that's the best way to do got it what has been the biggest challenge so far as a creator for you so what's next for potato face honestly i want to be a bit more disciplined with my work right mm-hmm. now i guess this year mm-hmm. is going to be the year of 
literally treating this as a full-time job and not a side hustle. I wanted to be as consistent as possible. I wanted to grow as much as possible, not in terms of numbers, but in terms of getting a recognition from brands, trying to work with as many different kinds of brands I can. Sometimes it's unusual how an animator who makes nostalgic videos would work with a bank. But how, really how would you? And then, you know, that creative process of kind of thinking of how to work with unusual brands that don't go in line with your kind of work, but you still want to make it happen. So I want to grow as possible in that direction, want to have as much as exposure as I can. And hopefully start my own merch line eventually. That is like every artist's dream, I think, having their own merch line. And I have always been very scared of taking that step. Because it is so much of time and effort and investment in terms of money as well that you really want to take a well-informed decision. So I'm going to take my time, set my base and plan that as well for this year, hopefully end of this year. Lovely, lovely. And on that exciting note, guys, it's a wrap. Thank you so much for being on the show, Christine. I really loved having you. Thank you so much. Honestly, I thought it was going to be so much more technical and so much more stiff. But by the end of this, I cannot I cannot thank you enough. It has been so smooth. I wouldn't imagine because I am very awkward when it comes to talking. <laughs> and especially you have more than me up really well. So thank you. <laughs> lovely, lovely. See you next week, guys, for the next episode of the You Incorporated podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Thrifty Titans podcast. I sincerely hope we were able to bring you one step closer to building and growing your venture. If you found our show useful, remember to follow, rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and share our episodes far and wide. It means the world to me and my team. Follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram and don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter at join.thriftytitans.co We have all the links available in our show notes. Welcome again to the ranks of the Thrifty Titans tribe. We're really excited to have you on board.